Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Now, before we do get going, I apologize. This is not only 24 hours late, but if you are on UK time like me, it has gone up quite late in the evening, but it has been an absolutely crazy week, which we will get into in one second. Because if you don't know, uh, this past Sunday, I did have my first ever singles pro wrestling match with Defiant, which amazingly, they usually do wait a couple of weeks, but you can actually go and watch it right now. If you just search for the, uh, the Defiant Wrestling YouTube channel, uh, you'll find my first ever singles match on this. If you want to watch it and criticize it, you're certainly more than welcome to do so. And I'll also uh, put a link in the, uh, it'll be in the description on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that stuff. So you can just click it and you can see me in action. Uh, we've got loads to talk about this week as well. It's been an absolutely crazy week in pro wrestling. And I'm very happy to say that uh, I have a very special guest joining me today. Like a lot of people that come on here, he's been very gracious. And he has supported me at patreon.com for the Simon316. And you can do that coup if you'd like to come on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And here's my man, Pedro. Pedro, how are you doing today? Hey, Simon. I'm doing good. Doing good. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Now, look, before we get into all the stuff in the week, and we are going to talk about everything, we'll mention Vader. We have to, of course. Big Cass. Uh, everything happened on Raw, SmackDown, Money in the Bank. And yeah, we'll get into my match as well, because I know some people want to hear about it, which I do appreciate. Before we do that, Pedro, you know, it's always good to know, you know, I, well, I find it fascinating when people come on the show. How did you get into wrestling? You know, tell me about, you know, what, what it was that you saw where you're like, man, this stuff is amazing. Okay, so I, I believe my the first match that I saw, it was, I believe it was 96, 1996. It was uh, Taker versus King Mabel. Do you remember when, uh, the, it was by the time that King Mabel broke Taker's face and Taker started to use that uh, mask, uh, that purple mask. I don't know if you remember. I do uh, remember, I do remember, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I, so, I, I, yeah I Taker had that one of ages. So that was my first experience with wrestling. And I was like, I remember I was in a, some family house and I was watching that. I was, I was a kid by then. Uh, so, but I, I fell in love with that and like loved Undertaker by that, by that moment. So I have to say Taker is my favorite wrestler of all times. Amazing. Uh, and after that, I started watching local wrestling and got into WWE a lot and... Yeah, it was a love at first sight, I would say. I like it. Uh, did, you, did you ever have time away from wrestling or once you got yeah, into man. it where you were 100%? Yeah, like most people, yeah, I had my break from uh, wrestling. I, not because I stopped loving it, but I don't know. It, it happened and like most people, uh, it happened after the invasion uh, stuff, man. And I was uh, I was kind of disappointed about how they 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 did that. I was I was very into it at the beginning, but after that pay per view, man, I was like, oh, I got I got to take a break from this. It was it was too much to process. It was just it was just so badly botched, wasn't it? I mean, it's something we'd all been looking forward to for years, and then yeah, you know finally was... we have this one time opportunity, and yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It is it, it was over within what eight months, whatever it was. Yeah, so I after, I believe that that was the last pay per view I saw, the invasion, 
and I didn't watch uh, WWE again after uh, maybe it was uh, I believe it was on the pay-per-view that uh, okay so I'm from Puerto Rico like I said so I remember uh, I came back to WWE watching it when Carlito and Primo (laughs) were on the kickoff show against Miss and Johnny Johnny Morrison, uh, it was was going by that, yeah, Johnny Johnny, Johnny Nitro, uh, I don't remember. So, yeah, that was the first pay-per-view I watched after all those years uh, that that I remember. Also, because, you know, it's rare to get somebody on the line that is from Puerto Rico. What are your impressions on, like, um, you know, know, Primo and Epico when they had that gimmick, which is like, man, Puerto Rico, it's like, I think they kind of used Puerto Rico as a reason to get booed. Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, man, it's I, I. They are great wrestlers. Oh, yeah. I don't think they ever got a, a good, uh, good chance to to. Primo did. Digo, Carlito did. Because uh, I, I, I remember I didn't. I haven't. I wasn't watching WWE by that time, but I remember what he was doing with all the uh, Carlito Caribbean cool and everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was super weird because here in Puerto Rico. Because he's the son of Carlos Colon. The, yeah, of course, the, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, when he started here, he was a face. So when he moved to WWE, he started as a heel. And here in Puerto Rico, in the the wrestling company that his father uh, owns, they did a whole segment of Carlos Colon being uh, super angry and sad because his son went to the States uh, to be a heel. So, yeah, so I remember all that. And I believe... Again, was what I was saying was they're very good wrestlers. They're very good athletes. Uh, but I don't think WWE ever gave them a good chance with, I don't know, man. And after that, Carlito left. Then Ken Epico. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm sad because the Puerto Rican athletes haven't had the good, how do I say it, good opportunities. No, not good opportunities, but they haven't got the best from WWE. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, do, do you watch most, uh, a lot of the, I mean, I don't really know what the lay of the land is down in Puerto Rico anymore, but I know that the, the, the WWC used to be the big one. Uh, yeah, the, the, WWC and uh, there was IWA. Yeah. Uh, that was that was founded by, do you remember, I don't, probably don't, I don't know if you do, do you remember Los Boricuas? Yeah, I remember Los Boricuas, yeah. Yeah, but it's, they are uh, two of them. Are the or used to be? I don't remember. It used to be the owners of IWA, oh, Sabio yeah. Vega and Miguel Perez. Yeah, yeah, I which, remember them. Yeah. By the way, they're both of my favorite wrestlers from here. And like, Sabio Vega is great, uh, and Miguel Perez is very awesome. I don't know, but I, I, I don't, I don't keep with the local wrestling anymore. I guess it, there's so much going on in WWE alone. It must be, and also everything like Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that kind of stuff is just. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, man. Like, that, that, I imagine it's very much like trying to keep, uh, you know, keep on track of all the British wrestling over here. You just cannot do all of it because there's too much. Yeah, here I believe here are like right now like four companies. Yeah, and for a small island like Puerto Rico, four companies is it's it's a lot. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> it is, man. I like yeah. it. Though. I find it fascinating. I really do find it fascinating to sort of, you know, get that insight from a from a different country and stuff because it brings with it. Like I say, like when I saw Primo and Epico doing that gimmick, I was like, well, it's a bit strange. But actually, yeah, like you say, 
having somebody like Carlito, who's a face, and then they just move into America, and just because he's from Puerto Rico, they make him a heel. That yeah, must, that it must happens be, a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they do it with they do it with British guys as well, like like Wade Barrett and Drew McIntyre. You know, they all turn up and they're bad guys because they're evil foreigners and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I find it fascinating, man, to to, to hear all of that. Yeah. Um, but we will get into the week in wrestling this week. Uh, I think we'll start with we'll start on a downer and, and we'll work our way back up uh, because I literally that twenty four hours ago was when the well just over twenty four hours ago as we we're recording this the news started to come through and that is of course that Vader uh, passed away. Now I'm guessing by given your um, you know what you just mentioned there about uh, you know when you've been watching wrestling you must have been or at least you must have been aware of Vader back in the day. No, man. man, I love Vader. Yeah, love me Vader. too. I was super scared of him. Yeah, uh, man, super sad when I read the news yesterday because uh, i'm sorry super sad when i read the news yesterday because man i love the guy i knew he was sick and yeah. he was uh his heart was not doing good so man the the only the the thing that saddens me the most is that they had the chance to put him on the dolly dolly hall of fame yeah before he passed away and and he he didn't have that man and i i, I think uh i don't know man it's it's super sad. No, no, like, no. I agree with you completely. Like my thing was always a. I think he was sixty three years of age, which is no, you know, nothing to. That's too young for anybody to die. But like you, you hit the nail on the head. The real thing that I took, well, the two things that I always took away from Vader was a, like you say, genuinely scared of him when I was a kid. Like genuinely used to terrify me because he was massive and he used to go in there and beat people up. But also I couldn't believe how athletic he was for a dude his size. Now everybody is saying this. But the reason everybody's saying this is because it's true. Like, he really was in many ways ahead of his time. Yeah, I was watching yesterday a video that I think Dolly Dolly uploaded uh, to the Twitter uh, and where he was doing all these moonsaults. And I was like, man, that was some great stuff for a man who probably weighed, like, I don't know, almost 400 pounds. Uh, so, yeah. And I, have, I haven't seen that like for a long time no one doing what vader used to do today no, like being a big guy you know keith lee keith lee always oh, reminds me yeah. of vader yeah i mean uh, the way i met him i was lucky enough to meet him once and just the way he carried himself as well you know i really i really did get i think that's why i like him so much because it was it felt like an almost a throwback to that style but i agree with you too like the fact it's not the fact that not only did he not get to go in the hall of fame before he passed away but I think it's just the fact that there was opportunities to do so. And also everyone that did know him says it would have meant so much to him. That kind of does make it, you know, slightly sadder because, I mean, he had all that controversial stuff with uh, uh, Will Ospreay a couple of years ago. But, you know, you don't need to, that, that's neither here nor there. I just think it would have been, you know, a good way to end a career that really was something special when you go back and look through it. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, so um, I imagine that on Raw they'll do uh, they'll do some kind of tribute or something for for Vader as as they should. Like it's, this is it's always sad when somebody passes away in wrestling. Of course it is, but Vader is. Well, just you can go back, go through the network or YouTube or just you know. I think the the thing that they've melted in the Wrestling Observer this week is very good. You can kind of really see not only the uh, the effect he had on the business as a whole, but every territory he went to, be that Japan or America, not WWE. That wasn't his best run, but WCW especially. He really did have an impact, and in many ways sort of, you know, upturned fortunes for people that were struggling. Um, so, yeah, he was a legend. It's an absolute shame, especially because, like you say, it had been mentioned he'd been, he'd been suffering from heart failure for a couple of years. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. Super what, sad. 
Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Such is life. And fortunately, we just have to keep we keep moving forward. And the other kind of surprising news of the week was that Big Cass got fired. Now, this, this broke Tuesday evening as well. So Tuesday we had that, then Wednesday we had that. So it was absolutely nuts. But, um, I mean, I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, what we, I, I'll say this, and I, you can go back and watch a What Culture live stream I did ages ago where I said I was never that high on Cass and Enzo because I wasn't. But I was one of those guys they never really clicked with. What were your, because now they're both gone and Carmella obviously stands supreme, which I find fantastic. Or amazing, at least. Not so fantastic. I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. But give me your impression of sort of Big Cass and Enzo, especially when you heard the news it had been fired. Oh, man. First of all, I was super shocked because I, no, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Uh, so it was like, well, I, like, again, I wasn't super fan of him. I, actually, I'm, a, I don't, I probably am going to regret saying this, but I'm a b- bigger fan of Enzo than Cass. Uh, I never liked Cass. I, I think it's maybe, even though he's super big and it was like WWE once, without Enzo, Cass was uh, super boring. And I don't know, man. Uh, I've, I've I've read some stuff about why he was uh, let go. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, it was it was shocking. And again, who would have thought? Who would have thought that of the three of them, like Carmela and so on, Big Cass, Carmela will end up being just staying in the company, and and so on, Cass leaving uh, within within a, within a year, man. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I was I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day of uh, James Ellsworth with uh, Austin, uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he Ellsworth Ellsworth was saying like how good Carmela is and and like uh, she understands the business and everything. So I don't know, maybe I don't know, man. Maybe we Carmela is uh, better in that than we are giving her credit for. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think that. Yeah, but- the real fascinating thing for me is um, when, you, when you actually get into the nitty gritty of why he apparently went. And it kind of stems back to you know, a few months ago, a couple of months ago, when he was doing that angle with uh, the little person. Uh, obviously, yeah. they were pretending to be Daniel Bryan. And he'd been specifically told only to give him a yeah. big boot and not beat him down. And then they'd gone out of his way to ask, oh, can I beat him up? And they'd been told by Vince McMahon, no, you can't. And they did it anyway. Now that's not that's not a great idea. Like as they say, it's always <laughs> it's always better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. But you can't ask for permission, do it anyway, and then beg for forgiveness. That's not how it works. Exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. But so that that was strange. And then there was rumors about how apparently he had a bad attitude backstage. He got into a row with Sami Zayn over their their differing political views. Um, there was a, apparently an incident with a promo that he didn't deliver as it was wanted. It was so bad that Vince McMahon fired the writer. He got trapped in a bus toilet on a European tour and broke the door. Like, it just seems like there's all these little things that have added up to the point someone's just gone, look, we don't need to, you know, we don't, we don't need to, to just, we don't need to handle this anymore. Just get rid of him, which also must have meant whatever flavor or whatever, you know, stock they had in him or whatever they thought he could do, they obviously believed that he couldn't. They obviously soured on the guy and thought we're better off getting rid of him. Yeah, man. I, I, I read also that he had like a drinking problem or something. I don't know. Man. Yeah, there was another uh, bit where he got, he got intoxicated in public. Yeah, I mean, I will say that all this is allegedly. No one knows for sure. Yeah, again, just, it's allegedly. Yeah, but... yeah we're just reporting on what we know. But yeah, very strange. Very strange indeed. Yeah, it was very weird. Very weird. And and I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should have seen it coming when like Daniel Bryan beat him the way he did on Sunday. Uh, because I didn't expect that. Like, like the first match, yeah, I knew. I probably... Was expecting Brian to win, but this second one, 
I was like, oh, maybe they give this one to Cass. Uh, maybe to keep the feud yeah, the feud going. going. Yeah, yeah. But like the way Brian, who I love him, like he's the best wrestler right now there. But the way he beat him, it was like, whoa, man, it's uh, that's weird coming from a company that loves big guys like big cats <laughs> so true. yeah they they just like they wanted to teach him a lesson there and i don't know i know i think, I think you're right man i just think he'd rub too many people the wrong way i think that you know the, the disobeying of orders a few weeks ago was really the uh you know the, the 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 nail in the coffin as they say and then from there it was just yeah just too too much stuff happened to the point that even a guy like that which you've said yourself they absolutely love they like we just don't want him around anymore and he was gone and I can say that it certainly surprised me. I mean, the Enzo thing didn't, given that we knew what had come before that. But this one certainly surprised me. And yeah, as you say, on top of that, the fact that Carmella is the only one left standing and also the only one that has ever won a title out of those three. Well, Enzo was cruiserweight champion, but, you know, they never won the tag team titles. Cass never won a belt. It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those weird situations in wrestling where it goes to show, you know, two years ago, they debut on the Raw after WrestleMania and everyone goes crazy. And then, you know, they're fired 24 months later. And that's it. We may never, ever seen them back in the WWE. Who knows? Yeah, well, sad for them, man. Sad for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The crazy world of wrestling continues to tick on. Now, we did have a pay per view this week, so we'll start in Money in the Bank. We'll tie it into Raw and SmackDown as we go. Now, I actually thought it was quite a decent pay per view. As always, you can go to What Culture Wrestling on YouTube and you can watch my ups and downs. Uh, I thought it was decent. A lot of people were quite down on it. A lot of people were quite up on it, which was quite ironic, really. But no, I actually thought it was relatively. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, overall, when it was all said and done, I thought, okay, there were a couple of low points within it, or at least a couple of points where I felt like uh, it, it ran out of momentum. But overall, I actually thought, especially after Backlash, I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, man. Backlash it was not good at all, man. <laughs> no, Backlash was terrible. Like, I mean, I, I try always find the good in wrestling, but Backlash was just, it was just all over the place. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. What was your overall impressions of Money in the Bank when it was done? Man, I I did like it a lot, man. I I I enjoyed Money in the Bank a lot. Uh, like the women's Money in the Bank match, like really, really. I'm not gonna say it surprised me because I'm, I, I like we all know how good athletes they are. Yeah. But I will say this, and probably gonna hate me for that, but I <laughs> enjoyed more the women's Money in the Bank match versus the men's Money in the Bank match. Nothing wrong with that man at all. Yeah, it's it's it was very good, man. I don't know. I I, I was watching your ups and down. I, I know you said that probably like you heard that they uh, rehearsed it or anything. I don't know, man. They they brought it. They brought it. They did a great job there, and uh, it was very good uh, overall. It was a very good pay per view. I loved it. I have like a couple of downs, uh, but yeah, uh, I loved it. Overall, right. I loved it. I did too. And look, I don't know for sure if um, you know if, if if the women did rehearse it. That's just reports that I've read and news that has been put out there. I don't care about that though. What is wrong with that? Like no. people seem to see like that's kind of slight. No, it's not. If that's what they think is going to work, and you know they've they, they've weighed up all the pros and cons and thought actually this is a good way to do it. Why the hell can't they rehearse the match? Especially because all that really matters is what we get at the end. And by and large, everyone seems to suggest this was the best you know, women's money in the bank match we had. We've had three, which is enough to start making judgment calls on. So why would you care what they're doing away from your eyes or, or, or live TV when we get to live TV and they can have a really entertaining match, which I believe this was. Yeah, and again, n no one can judge them, like judge the girls for rehearsing that because, like, let's be honest, how many matches a year 
just the guys have like a ladder match like almost everyone has a ladder match uh, once or then but the 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 girls they have to wait for this money in the bank uh, or i don't know i i don't remember any other uh, ladder match between two women like in a while so like man i they're doing the best with what they're being given i totally agree and i, I like i say I, i really do believe this i don't I don't think WWE, it's very rare that WWE puts on bad ladder matches. I think they're very consistent with that. You know, I think when they, um, yeah, when they put their minds to it, especially that the ladder match gimmick is actually something that I, and this is one of the reasons I think people still like money in the bank because, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of ladder matches in WWE, but they're never bad. I can't, I honestly can't think of the last time I saw a bad ladder match. Like, and you know, that one they did on NXT a few, a uh, couple of months ago was insanely good. Oh man. Yeah. That, that. The, it was five, six people, I remember. It was great, man. The, the match was awesome. Oh, man, yeah, just fantastic. And I, I, I agree with you. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't mind... Um, I, I don't mind them practicing or whatever. I thought both Money in the Bank matches were awesome. Um, I didn't mind... Uh, I, well, actually, to be fair, I really enjoyed Alexa Bliss winning and then ca and cashing in on that Nia Jackson-Ronda Rousey uh, match. I actually thought that... I thought that worked really well. Like, there was a lot of questions about what they were going to do, if Ronda Rousey can hang. I'll absolutely say that I think Ronda Rousey is a brilliant professional wrestler. There's no two ways about it. Okay, you can argue that maybe her, you know, away from the ring stuff needs work, but she's still got time. I think probably right now her in-ring work is what's more important, and she's got that down. And, um, you know, I thought she had a great match with, uh, with Nia Jax, which no one saw coming. And then having Alexa, you know, cash in, which, you know, I, I just, I, I like that because I wouldn't want to have two money in the banks going too long because I think that would, uh, I think that would suffer it. But now we've done one. It was exciting. It worked within the confines of the story we're trying to tell. But also, more importantly, you know, it, 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 you know, it worked for the Nia Jax Ronda Rousey match. I thought it was great. I really liked all of that. Yeah, man, uh, because uh, all of us were like, I don't know about you, but I was like kind of skeptical about what was going to happen in that match between Ronda and Naya. Because I was like, yeah, it's way too soon to give Ronda the championship. Yeah. And But you're not going to like make her lose in her first single match uh, there. So I I think they thought this pretty well. and. Uh, the Alexa Bliss uh, catching in was the right way to go with it, and it was great. I kind of thought I kind of thought that they were going to do this, but with Natalia instead of Alexa yeah. Bliss. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think that may have but, been the idea at one point. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like again, I think it makes more sense with Alexa Bliss than with Natalia because then they can extend this relationship between Natalia and Ronda Rousey, and maybe they can do something later with that. Yeah. Instead of like throwing it out away right now. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I, I totally agree. And I thought everything they did with the women on that show, well, not necessarily Carmella versus Oscar. I like the whole James Ellsworth stuff coming out as Oscar. I thought that was fun. Um, to me, and I know I sound like every other person on the internet, but, you know, I guess it's there for a reason. But, um, yeah, like, to me, I, I just don't believe Oscar getting beaten up. I just don't because she was so dominant for so long and she's so good that when she starts selling for that long, I'm like, well, it's just not, you know, it's not realistic. I'd rather she beat someone up for ages and they kind of steal a pin out of nowhere. Um, you know, that, that, I wouldn't call it a problem. It's not a problem at all. But that's the only thing that I, I, I think when I, when I watch, anytime Oscar has to get beaten up, I'm like, well, that's not how it's going to end, is it? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, maybe, like, again, I have no problem with uh, Carmela beating her. I think it was the way they, they did that 
it didn't make uh, Asuka look good at all. Like if if you do maybe a roll up or something like that, like but, but the way that Carmela beat Asuka like didn't make Asuka credible after all that we've seen from NXT and everything. I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't know what they're thinking with Asuka right now. I don't know what's their plan with Asuka. Well, my my problem with it is ever since they you know got rid of that undefeated streak, she's just lost any momentum that she had, and that sucks because at one point I th she was one of my favorite things on the entire roster. Um, and to, to all this crazy stuff with her, I, mean, I did like the James Ellsworth stuff. I thought it was funny, and I enjoyed the crowd reaction massively. I thought that was great. But at the same time, it was just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't really put my finger on what I wanted from this or what I expected or whether I enjoyed it. I don't think it was bad, but I don't think it kind of lived up to, it didn't really feel like a women's title match. Mm, no, no, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't the best moment of the night. No. It wasn't. No. Um, okay, we'll go through the card properly, and we'll tie it into Raw and SmackDown as and when, or we'll do it afterwards. I mean, the Bludgeon Brother Bludgeon versus uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson, it was your typical pre-show match. The problem with pre-show matches in WWE are they've, you know, we've now been conditioned to just think that they're not as important as the rest of the card, which they're not, if we're completely honest. So, um, yeah, yeah it, 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 was, it, it was what it was. Yeah. It was okay, but yeah, pff, whatever, really. Yeah, it, this was another proof of WWE hating tag teams. Like, seriously, Vince hating tag teams. Well, like, there, there's a lot of it, isn't there? Why, why, why do we have a, a championship match on the kickoff show? Like, seriously. With four great guys that they, like, they are, like, because Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are awesome, and, like, uh, Bludgeon Brothers are great at what yeah, they're they really doing. are, yeah. Uh, but I, but I think they're going down right now, man. I, I, they're not doing good. Even though they're champions, WWE are not portraying them as like this big thing that they should be if they're champions. I don't know if, if, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, no, I do. And what, and what I really don't understand is around WrestleMania time, I actually thought the Bludgeon Brothers were, tre they were treated great. Yeah, they were kicking yeah, people's exactly. ass. They were running through teams. And then when they won the titles, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Maybe they'll take over the entire tag team division for a while. But instead, they just vanished off TV. They didn't really do anything. Obviously, we had this tag team match on Money in the Bank. Then we had the, exactly the same thing on SmackDown with the same ending. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand what the you know, what, what, what the point of this was. And it, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. It was, it was fine. But I just think we could do more with these people because they're so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, this was my first uh, down for the night. The, <laughs> they, they were on the kickoff show. And I didn't realize that until I started watching the pay-per-view. I, I, I thought, because I knew they were on the card, but I didn't realize that they were on the kickoff show. And then I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Why are they on the kickoff show? Why, why? Like a match that lasted seven minutes, because I'm, I'm, I'm reading it right now on Wikipedia. Sorry. Uh, it's all right, man. It, the, the match lasted like only seven minutes and you couldn't, like they couldn't put that match on the card on the, on the main program. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's yeah, no, dude. I'm 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 with you, man. I, I'm with you. Um, I don't I don't get it. I didn't get it at all. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of it's just a bit disappointing. Which just sounds like I sound like I'm somebody's mother, but it, it is true. Like I just I want more from them because I think Luke Harper especially is really good. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so it, it seems silly to just waste a talent that good. Uh, well, but it, uh, it's again, it's it's WWE don't have a, a solid program for tactics right now. 
and they have a lot of. I, I think right now WWE have uh, has had the, the best tag team division that they've had in years because like I don't I cannot think of a tag team of, of a bad tag team that, that they have right now. Like all of them are very good. Yeah. Not, they, they don't have the, a good like programming or anything, but but they're good. They're, they're all good tag teams. No, I but, agree. I don't know. Uh, I think they have like right now too many tag teams and they are not doing anything with half of them. And the ones that are being on TV uh, almost every week, they're not being treated as they should. So. No, I, I, I totally agree, man. And especially now the, uh, the rumor is the New Day are about to be split up and have singles pushes. So, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any focus on the tag team division going forward, which would be very interesting indeed. Um, but, you know, then the, at least then the pay-per-view kicked off properly and we had Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. I didn't actually think it was a bad match, to be honest. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And the fact, as we mentioned earlier, the fact that, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, but Daniel Bryan won, which I didn't expect. I wanted it to happen, but I didn't expect because of what we talked about. And, of course, at that time, we didn't know what was going to happen with Big Cass. It surprised me massively, but that's why I liked it. Yeah, man. Uh, like, again, Daniel Bryan, it's always great to watch. Uh, it surprised me again that he won. For a, I thought they were doing something more with that feud, but yeah, then we found out that no, it was a, it was a goodbye match for Big Cass. A good match, man. Uh, it was kind of kind of longer than you expected to be. Uh, I don't know. No, no, I'm good. Like I said, my my main thing was he came away the winner. So I was like, you know what, I'm all right with that. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, he so, should be winning uh, every match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome. It was it was really really good. Um, I can't remember my bre- it was it. We did, what did we move into after that? I can't remember now. I've lost my notes. It was uh, Lashley versus that. Um, of course, it was the weirdest match on the whole card because <laughs> it, it, it it didn't serve anybody. Like again, it was not bad. It was not bad in any stretch of the imagination. But you know, on one on one end, you had a man that you think is going to get his ass kicked. He didn't. And on the other end, you had a man that didn't kick anybody's ass and he just finished. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that was, that, 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 that was weird. I mean, I, I didn't understand it. I haven't really liked the feud. Uh, it looks like Sami Zayn's now going to take some time off to rehab some injuries. Uh, Bobby Lashley on raw was moved into the main event scene. Basically he's going to main event extreme rules with, uh, um, in a, in a, in an elimination match to see who's going to be the number one contender for Brock Lesnar's title. So, yeah, this was just a way to waste some weeks on TV and now we're done with it. Yeah, the, the thing that, that kept me interested in this short feud was Sami Zayn. Because I believe Sami Zayn is, like, great being a heel. Oh, like, he's the best, and, yeah. And, and it was something that you wouldn't expect before when he was a fade. If you told me, like, a couple of months ago that and told me, like, yeah, Sami Zayn is going to be a heel, I would say, no, he, he, he's the baby face of all time man it was a super baby face but seeing him as a heel is like no man this guy works great and he he is the one that kept this few interesting again i'm not the biggest fan of bobby lashley because uh, like i said before by the time that he was on wwe first i wasn't watching uh, wwe so for me he's just a new guy so, i'm sorry uh, not because i didn't know who he was but I, I, I don't, I haven't watched him a lot. So uh, right now, 
and it's not this not it is not his fault but he hasn't given me the best uh, impression uh, i don't know if you get what i'm saying uh, but probably last year that is yeah, Bobby Lashley. Well, I think oh, the, I know. Uh, I think the Skype just cut out a second. I mean, I think the problem with Bobby Lashley is he's kind of fallen foul to what often happens in WWE, which is he came back with quite some momentum. Then, but, but because he was aimless and because he wasn't putting a proper feud straight away, because at one point I thought he was going to feud with Elias, and that never happened. Uh, I just <laughs> think he kind of he kind of got knocked around too much, and then after a few weeks, it felt like he'd been there the whole time or for years because he wasn't. There was no focus. You know, it was completely unfocused. And I think as soon as you do that, you lose a certain something. And that was my real problem with him because I like Bobby Lashley. I'm not saying he's the greatest wrestler ever, but he needed he needed something to come in and some momentum and, and some yeah you know, to, to follow through on. But instead. He was just there, and look, anything is salvageable in wrestling. Like, like I say, he's just been put. He, he, he's been into, um, him and Roman Reigns beat the revival on Raw, which was a bizarre thing. Going back to our tag team conversation, but focusing on Bobby Lashley in that scenario, he's back in the main event scene. He is a good wrestler. I think if you saw him in Impact, he got far better there than he ever was in WWE. So I think hopefully, when we give him the opportunity, he can show that again. He just wasn't able to give it here because the feud was unfortunately not very good. No, and not because they are not good. I think it's the the what they were given to work with. It wasn't good. Yeah, uh, and all those uh, segments, the Mondays, the Mondays before that, they were really awful. But again, even though they were awful, Sami Zayn made him look. Uh, it it ha- I believe it helped more Sami Zayn than it did Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it gave Sami Zayn the opportunity to talk. And yeah, I don't think the loss necessarily hurts him because it doesn't really hurt Sami Zayn and nor does it give Bobby Lashley any extra shine. So, yeah, I think, I mean, this is one of those feuds that really we're a week, off, a week after it and we've already forgotten about it. You know, it, it didn't really have any kind of exp- impact. Yeah. yeah, well, people will forget about it in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Now, the weird thing we had after this was we had a very good match between Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion, and Elias. Now... Seth Rollins beat Elias here by holding the tights, which is a bit like, okay, that's interesting for a, for a good guy, but whatever. You know, he, he was just kind of getting Elias back. And then 24 hours later on Raw, Dolph Ziggler challenges Seth Rollins to the IC title, and he wins by holding the tights. And I was like, oh, well, that's, 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 that's weird. <laughs> that's very strange. Yeah, what was that, man? What was that? Uh, I, 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 like, that was the shocking moment of the week for me. Like, I, I didn't saw that coming at all. Like, well, I think it depends on what they do now. Like, I think Drew and Dolph have the potential to actually be quite good. So if you're going to put the belt on Dolph Ziggler and actually start to push them and, you know, give them some, you know, give them some wins and have them come across like a threat, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting the Intercontinental Championship on Dolph Ziggler, but it depends what happens now. I don't want it to sort of, you know, ping back and forth, um, uh, you know, like, because uh, that, that just takes away any stock the title has. So if we can build a good feud out of it, I also think it may have something to do with the fact that they were going to feud Elias and um, and Seth Rollins. But now I think they're seeing the reactions Elias are getting, and I think maybe they're going to try and turn him face. So that would explain that. So Dolph Ziggler's basically taking Elias' place. But I don't mind that because Ziggler needed something, and Drew McIntyre is great. So heating those two guys up is not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, I mean, Elias, uh, going back to Elias, Elias is great at what he's doing. Like, because, like, you have a heel, like a true heel, but, like, that can make people say, we are scumbags. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. How, how good you have to be to make 
the whole audience saying, we are scumbags. And <laughs> man, I don't know. It's like wrestling today is so different to how it was uh, 15 years ago. How <laughs> like Elias 15, ye 15 years ago, he would have been the most hated guy in the whole business. Oh yeah, absolutely. But today everyone loves him. So how do you put him against Seth Rollins, who is another super baby face? Uh, people will, will never hate Elias. So uh, yeah, yeah, man, I don't know. So I was I was kind of with the ma going back to the match between Seth Rollins and Elias. I was like uh, I was fifty fifty because I, I again I believe Seth Rollins is like on the best place right now as he's, that he has been in years. Uh, but I, I thought that they were going with Elias and probably because I, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised that if they gave the title to Elias on Sunday. But then he loses, and then <laughs> that happened on Monday night. It's like, yeah, it's like you say, I don't know, I have no idea what they're doing right now. Uh, this can work for everyone if they if they have something something very good uh, thought about. Because it's, if this is like a temporary thing for Dolph Ziggler and Rollins, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think my thing with it is, like I say... <laughs> If you're going to turn Elias' face, I completely understand it. That's fine. No problem with that. And if this is, the, is if this is where we start heating up Dolph Ziggler, so that in turn we can heat up Drew McIntyre, I'm okay. I am I am genuinely okay with that because, yeah, I, I just think it's the time to do it. I, I think it makes perfect sense. So I, I, I need to see what the story's going to be. Like at the moment, I don't know. I can't really comment. Um, but that that that's my gut. My gut is hopefully. This is being done in a in the right way, for lack of a better term, and that we can yeah we we can take it from there. But I, I like the match. I thought it was Elias' best singles match he's had so far. That's the power yeah. of Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is just amazing. And now I look, I am intrigued to see where we go next. So there must exactly, be the, yeah, that was my question. Nine, like, we have where where does this leave uh, Seth Rollins? Uh, he, is he going to the Universal Title picture? I mean, look, they're doing that elimination, right? So they've got to put something, they've got to put somebody in that role. I mean, I don't necessarily want to see him move away from the from the title picture entirely, uh, the Intercontinental title picture entirely, because I think he adds something to it that I'd actually, I'd, I, you know, I, I don't, I, yeah, I'd rather he hang around there for a little bit. But who knows? I think it all depends. Maybe we transition into Dolph Ziggler versus Elias. Maybe that's where we're going. I mean, it's a good way to turn. Uh, you know, Elias, uh, Elias' face. I don't know, but I am interested by it, but I am surprised that, uh, that um, what's his name? Seth Rollins lost just because I thought he had real, I just thought he was doing really well as IC champion. He seemed to care about the belt. He cut that really good promo a few weeks ago on Raw where he said he's not even interested in the world title because he's, you know, he's the IC champion and that to him means something. And I really like that. I, I love that title and I like when it's treated that way. I think it's, um, yeah, I, ju I, just th I just think it works. So, um, yes, it, it was certainly interesting. But in terms of the pay-per-view itself, yeah, love, love, love the match. Love Elias. He, he's, he's, he's so over, it's ridiculous. And now all he needs to do is keep having good matches. And I imagine he'll, he'll do really well off it. Yeah, he's good. He is good. He is good. I like both these guys. 
Uh, then we moved into the Women's Money in the Bank, which we've talked about. And then, of course, we had Roman Reigns versus Sunil Singh. Now, I'm the first person to admit that I feel bad for Roman Reigns at this stage. And also, as a fan, I don't like it when we're not even given a chance to enjoy a match. And that's kind of what happens here. When everyone just starts booing and chatting everything else, it's like, well, I may as well, I may as well not even bother watching. Because everyone's just going to boo the shit out of it anyway. Yeah, man. I, 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 like, I hate when people start doing that. Uh, I, I believe it's dis disrespectful for the, the, the superstars, the wrestlers, but also for the other people in the audience who are trying to enjoy the match. So I think it's super disrespe disrespectful what they did. Uh, but again, it, these, uh, WWE have to do, has to do something with, with Roman Reigns right now. Because if not, this is going to be the same story every pay-per-view. Uh, and I don't think they, they are liking, liking that. So. I don't, it's just, I mean, my thing is, I don't mind Roman Reigns. And I know a lot of people do. That's cool. I've got no problem with people that do. But like you say, it's got to that point now where it's affecting matches. It's affecting my entertainment of, of what I'm watching. And that, that's when it becomes a problem. You, you never want that. You never want it to... Yeah, be taking away um, uh, from from the match itself, and that is what's happening now. And I actually thought the match was—I wouldn't say it was great, but I would say that it was okay. You know, it was. Yeah, it, it was it, a okay it, match. It, it was it, an okay match. Yeah. So, but we didn't really get a chance to to buy into any of that because, yeah, like I say, we'd already started booing and we'd already start chanting CM Punk <laughs> and Mexican waving or whatever else they did. So, yeah, I saw a video that the daughter of. Mick Foley uploaded uh, that day that people were like doing this wave and like doing a lot of things besides uh, paying attention to the match. So I, I, I've never been in that position, but I'm pretty sure that that's going to suck for the people that are, that are doing stuff in the ring. But for the wrestlers, it, like, man, that, that's, again, it's super disrespectful. And like, I know why people are doing it, it's the way of protesting that we've been giving too much of Roman Reigns and we don't like him anymore. Or at, at least we don't like him as you are trying to fed him to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a fine line there that yeah, has been crossed. And I, I don't mind. Look, I, do, I totally agree with the whole you've paid your ticket, you chant whatever you want. I'm not saying that at all. Like, I'm really not. I, I truly believe... That should be, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But that doesn't mean on the other end, as a fan, when you do do it, I can't go, well, I don't like this because X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. that, that's my thing. It does, it does take away from, from my enjoyment of it. And that's when, as I say, as a fan, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't really like, you know, I'd, rather we just, I'd rather we just ignored the match, to be honest. And the other thing is, it's not going to help if we keep giving Roman Reigns all these massive reactions. Vince McMahon is going to go, wow, he's getting such good reactions. So it's not it's not going to change anything. Like the best thing to do is just be quiet. But that's uh you know that's that's an argument we've had over and over, yeah. and, and I can't I can't see it changing anytime soon. But obviously Roman Reigns won. Of course he did. Sunil Singh kept getting involved. Uh, it, it took some crazy bunts, did Sunil Singh. And yeah, it was it, you know it was what it was. It's it's a Roman Reigns thing as he as he bides in time. I, I presume before he does win the Universal Title. Uh, at SummerSlam or something like that. And yeah, at, at this stage, who even knows anymore? But 
it's uh, it's a very it's a very very strange time in WWE when you look at those kind of situations. Uh, that moved us on to Carmella versus Asuka, which we talked about. So we will proceed forward to AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I think I liked this a lot more than some people did. A lot of people said it was boring. I didn't necessarily think it was boring. I think it took his time to get going, but I liked that because it meant when it did get going, I was like, okay, here we go. We're away. No, man, I don't think it was boring at all. Uh, like, usually last man standing matches tend to uh, are long, like, this one, this one was thirty minutes, something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's pretty normal. That's pretty normal for a last man standing match. I think they had a good match, like a good last man standing match. It was like, uh, it wasn't like the most technical match. It was more like, like again, trying to keep their opponents down. So they did some good stuff, uh, but man, I don't know where this. I was hoping that they would give the title to Shinsuke because Me too. right now it, he has no all this momentum that he that he had being a heel. I think he's losing it. And yeah, I I agree. I I, I feel like he needed to win the title to almost justify his heel turn. And I also think my other worry was I felt like well if we don't do it now, when do we do it? That was my uh, you know that 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 was my other thing, and that's what I'd still worry about now. Like I don't. I don't know when we give him the world title now, and I really I want to give him that world title because, yeah, I think I think he's earned it. To be completely honest, yeah, yeah, he deserved it, and and I don't think he winning the title is going to affect negatively AJ Styles. I think uh, AJ Styles is super solid, and losing the title it's not going to affect him as not winning the title is going to affect Chinsky. Yeah, I totally agree, and AJ Styles has held it long enough that it wouldn't really have made too much of a difference, I don't feel, anyway. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where, where, where just this leaves uh, the title, because uh, I think uh, Chinsuke Nakamura is now going into a feud with Jeff Hardy. And... Which I'm all right with. I point out I don't mind that at all. Like, that's okay. Like, I, I, I mm. you know, I, I like the idea of Jeff Hardy versus, uh, versus Nakamura. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. The thing is, at this time, they have to give something to Chinsky. If they're thinking of giving him the US title, well, yeah, but he needs something to back up all that heel persona, which I believe is great. He is better as a heel than as a face. But right now, he needs something. He needs a title. He needs, uh, I don't know, because if not, it's... Uh, yeah, no, dude, I, I completely with you. Like, I just, I just feel like he needs to win something because then it justifies the heel turn, right? As soon, as soon, yeah. as, as soon as he wins a title, he's like, see, this is why I went heel, blah 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 blah. And I did like what he did on SmackDown, where he said, um, uh, you know, the ref didn't count in Japanese and the ref counted too <laughs> fast. Like, it was just great, like, just good, classic, classic heel stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't mind that AJ Styles has held it, and I kind of understand. You know, he's the cover athlete for WWE 2K19. That was announced the next day, which was really cool. What a journey for AJ Styles! But um, yeah, that 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 was my other thing. It was just we. It just felt like the right time, and obviously now the feud is over because the feud has to be over. There's nothing else you can do with this. You no, know I was when I was watching the match, and I was uh, I, I believe. This is the their fourth match. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they had the one on WrestleMania, then the one on the Great uh, Rumble. Yeah, and then the one on Backlash, and this one. This is the uh, fourth, a, match. a fifth one. They had one on SmackDown as well to decide oh, what one. the 
what the stipulation would be. Yes, this is their fifth match. Yeah. So, uh, like, the, the thing that worries me is that, first, it was super awesome to watch them feud. But right now, this is turning to be... Do you remember why people doesn't want to see any John Cena versus Randy Orton matches again? I, I certainly do, because we saw it 800,000 times and it got really boring. <laughs> exactly. So this that was my thought during the match. If, like, if they give... They, if Shinsuke doesn't win, or if this feud kept, keeps going for a couple of more months... Uh, people are going to start uh, getting bored of it. Yeah. And mm. we don't want that for two awesome wrestlers. I agree. Uh, no, I, I totally agree, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That, that was my thought. No, I'm with you. I, I did like the match. I thought yeah, the finish was good. Like, you know, there was a there was a big uh, a big finish to, to, to end the match, which I liked. And it's not like Shinsuke Nakamura looked weak or, you know, he, he didn't. It just, he was, he, was, he was as protected as he could have been. It was just the whole... I really felt like... I, I'm now worried that we'll never see Shinsuke Nakamura hold the WWE title. And I just felt like, on some nerd level, he probably deserved to win it at some point. Like, you know, that's... That's, yeah. just, that's just my thinking, so... But yeah, I mean, it was a good match, but AJ Styles retains, did a big elbow drop uh, through a table, a big forearm through a table, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and yeah, and, and now we move on. Who he faces now, I don't know. Um, oh, no, I do know what I'm talking about. It's Rusev. What did I say that? I know. It was brilliant. I yeah, went how, mental. How can you forget that? I, I don't know. How can you forget that? Because my, 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 brain was, my brain was in Sunday when I was talking. No. Yeah, they did a, uh, they did a gauntlet match on SmackDown between... It had Daniel Bryan, it had The Miz, it had Samoa Joe, and it had Rusev in it. And Rusev won the damn thing. I mean, what? It was... Oh, man. I, I just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when, I, I, when I was watching that match, the only thing that I was thinking was, what would what was your reaction to that? Like, because I know how much you love Rusev. And, <laughs> like, again, you are the number one. Uh, how do you say? It? You make people love Rusev. Like, <laughs> if, if, if anyone doesn't like Rusev after watching a couple of your videos, now we now we love Rusev. Oh, like, well, it's your thank fault. You, man. It's I, your fault I, I, that I, I, we I'll all love it. Rusev. <laughs> You are the leader of the Rusev Day uh, <laughs> nation. Let's gonna call that. So, but again, man, I was super impressed. Like seeing them that they are giving this. Again, <laughs> they they keep playing him as a heel. When, like, it's the same thing with Elias. Like everyone loves Rusev, but yeah, he's still a heel. But man. If this is if he has to keep being a heel for having a push, well, <laughs> let's have him as a heel. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I just my only worry is I don't. I, I think he's only there to fill. You know, I don't think this is a proper uh, run that he's going to have. I think he's there to fill the spot at Extreme Rules because AJ Styles needs an opponent. Now, look, I'm not going to complain about that because that's much better than he was what he was doing. But also, it means they're not going to turn him face properly anytime soon because they would have done that and they wouldn't put him in this position. However, as a Rusev fan that thinks Rusev is underrated, I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, we'll talk about SmackDown just quickly. The Gordon match basically went Daniel Bryan... Uh, who the hell did he beat in the first... He beat Samoa Joe in the second match. Who did he beat in the first match? Why can't I remember uh, this? I have it on my notes. Let's see. Yeah, my, see my, my, my computer crashed a while ago. It just went open. It's Biggie. 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 Of course it was, which I liked as well. I thought Daniel Bryan versus Biggie, really cool idea. I've never seen that before, so I got a real kick out of that. So yeah, so that was good. Uh, Daniel Bryan won. Then Daniel Bryan beat Samojo by count out, which was fine. I don't mind that in a Gauntlet match. And then, yeah, and then he, for some bizarre reason, Luke Harper came out <laughs> and, and destroyed um, 
uh, destroyed uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. So I don't know what's going to happen with that or who's going to come in, but certainly, certainly was a surprise. And um, I, we'll have to see what happens. Then obviously, yeah, the Miz came out and took advantage of that. He gave the skull crashing for Daniel Bryan. And he went through. And then, yeah, Rusev made the Miz tap out and he's the number one contender, <laughs> which was just, just wonderful, I tell you. I mean, I was so... Yeah, who would have oh, thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought of all the people in that match, he would be the one, the one uh, winning? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, like I say, I think it may just be for extreme rules. But right now, I'm just happy to see where it goes because I, know, I like what they do with Daniel Bryan. It's certainly like they're going to do a feud with The Miz and, and Bryan. We've wanted to see it for ages. That's good. Maybe they do some ridiculous thing where he has to be in a tag team with The Miz for a while. I'd enjoy that because they just would. Um, and yeah, I, I, just, I just think that it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. So I liked it. I, I, like, I liked all of that. And then, of course, we move into the men's Money in the Bank match. Why I ever thought they'd put it on anyone but Braun Strowman? I don't know in hindsight. Of course they were going to do that. But you know what? I thought it was a decent match. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed myself. So it's hard to, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say anything else. Yeah, man. I think it, uh, we all saw it coming. We all knew that uh, Braun Strowman was going to win that match. Even though I don't think he's the one that needed it the most. Again, I think uh, oh, I agree with some that, yeah. of the guys on that match would benefit of having the briefcase more than Braun Strowman. Because uh, Braun Strowman doesn't need to have a briefcase. Uh, 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 I forget the name. <laughs> to have the money in the bank uh, to be a menace to the champion. Like, he doesn't need the money in the bank. Instead of other people like, I don't know, uh, Finn Balor who right now it's in, like, he's super lost in between all that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, it's not that I have a problem with Braun Strowman winning it, but, uh, like, the other people lose a lot, not winning that much. I don't know if you, if, if, if you get what I'm saying. I don't know. No, no, I'm with you. I think, because my thing is that I thought uh, Kevin Owens or Finn Balor or somebody like that would benefit the most from it because I felt like I could have got the most mileage out of it over the you know next few weeks and months or whatever. That, that, that was always my thing. Um, but uh, I, I just, you know, in hindsight, of course it was going to go to, um, uh, what do you call it, to... to, to to Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman because they love Braun Strowman. They they absolutely yeah. they absolutely love Braun Strowman. So I was a bit like, yeah, I mean, what was I, what was I even, what was I even considering? But um, yeah, it was fine. The match was good. That the spot that Kevin Owens take, took was insane. Like I really enjoyed that. Uh, I like the fact yeah, that man, I was we had super the, scared of that. Oh, he went down. Like he, he went. He went yeah, absolutely. when I saw that, it was like, man, that was like fifteen feet or more. And when I saw him like falling down those uh, tables, it was like. Well, man, I hope you're okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I like everything they did on Raw as well, where Braun and, and you know, Kevin Owens was trying to kiss up to Braun. I, I thought all of that was, um, I just enjoyed it. I thought, I thought all of it was really fun. But yeah, I agree with you. I think if they'd given it to someone like Finn Balor or, or, um, or Kevin Owens, they could have done more with that over the, yeah. But I guess I like the idea with, you know, a big guy, super big guy, super scary guy is now the money in the bank. They, they've never really done that before. So that's interesting. But mostly I came away thinking the pay-per-view was very good. Yeah, it was a good pay per view. Mm. It was uh, it was solid. It was I mean, it was very solid. Yeah, it was. Hey, um, did we did we talk about? Yeah, we talked about Let's Have versus Nia. No, we didn't. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, we did. We well, did. We, 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 yeah, we kind of we kind of flew. But I like that you wanted to bring it up. You liked it that much. 
Like, we can't not talk about that. That was brilliant. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just wanted to tell you, like, uh, I'm not that I'm super impressed because, like, we know how good athletes she is, uh, Ronda Rousey. But yeah, man, I, I think uh, she in uh, like six months to a year from now, like, we can be seeing. Uh, very good matches from Ronda Rousey. So uh, me you know, too, man. I'm 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 gen- I'm genuinely excited to see uh, to, to see. And I thought what she did on Raw, where she just attacked everyone and beat everybody up, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really 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 good spot. I was very very impressed to be honest with her. Um, yeah, I thought I thought I mean, everything she did in that space of 24 hours was. If you needed some evidence that you know everything was going to be okay, I think this was the evidence that we needed. So um, yeah. Uh, just some other stuff from Raw quickly too. Uh, obviously, we mentioned about Dolph Ziggler winning the title. Bobby Roode beat Kurt Hawkins in 45 seconds just to give him something to do, which was a bit weird. Uh, all the stuff with Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens was nice. They just sort of, you know, they got this weird little mini feud going on. I cannot believe they're trying to pretend that Bailey and Sasha Banks are going to break up again, but they are. Uh, they had a they they had a tag match and they fell out again. So I mean, I've um, lost interest in that. I've lost interest. Of course, you have. Oh. How could yeah, you not have done? Like, it's so long in the tooth by this point. It is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that that's ridiculous. That's just stupid. I did enjoy what the B team did, where they impersonated Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, the, the, the B team is, is super cool. It's uh, great. It's, they, just, they, uh, it's they, just, it's so dumb. Uh, Jinder Mahal beating Chad Gable in about two minutes really upset me because Chad Gable is so talented. I don't know what we're doing with him at this stage. I think they're waiting for him to uh, maybe Jason Jordan to come back. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, back to the yeah because uh, right now he's not being treated right. No, no. no. And the, the other thing I want to talk about in that vein as well: the revival. Same thing. Chad Gable and the revival, like we mentioned, the revival jobbed out to uh, to Bobby Lashley and and uh, and Roman Reigns. And the real the real focus here was the fact that Bobby Lashley tagged himself in and got the win when he wasn't supposed to. That's what we did here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what what do we do with it? what? What are they thinking to do with all these uh, people that they keep bringing from NXT? I don't know, man. But they get lost again. Uh, let's uh, no way, Jose. Well, yeah, exactly. He he lost to um, <laughs> who the hell? Beat? Oh, yeah, the Mojo Rawley beat him of all people in about three minutes. So yeah, really, just just really, really, really strange. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I mean. On a three-hour episode of Raw, this certainly seems to be long enough to to not do stuff like this. But you know, but we do. Uh, and then moving on to SmackDown as well. Obviously, Oscar and James Ellsworth are back together. That's fine. Becky Lynch beat Billy Kay again. Fine. We're getting a Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura feud. I like that. Sanity debut. They just beat the crap out of the Usos. I thought that was awesome. And, and then yeah, then we had the Gauntlet match, as we said. So SmackDown was certainly my show, the show of the week for me out of those two shows. Yeah. The uh, the question here. Uh, I was, what do you think of the Jeff Hardy segment? Is, is are they trying to move him to a, a brother Nero kind of character, or because I think, this is I, I don't I don't remember he like seeing uh, this kind of segment from here before, like uh, with all the painting and, and the face and, and the way he he was speaking. I don't know. It was it it was weird. Uh, I I I think I think it was just. I think it's just a way to give him maybe spice up his character a bit and maybe tap into that a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I know yeah. what you mean. I liked it, though. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and what was the other thing that I wanted to mention? I can't remember now. That was probably it. That was probably it. 
but good. Yeah. Good. Uh, there was good, a, good, there was good a, yeah. Well, oh, the other thing and that I was thinking when I was watching the Gondos match, do you think they're bring up, and I think this is what they're trying to do. Uh, they're moving Daniel Bryan to the tag team uh, picture. Well, that's it, man. I mean, that's what we, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. If there's some kind of angle we can do with the Miz, where those two have to team up for a while, just for a joke, and then they fall out. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, very. Uh, yeah, just very. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very interesting. But I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I want to see what they do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not against it either. I just want. I'm just curious of who they paired him up to that uh, to feud with uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Honestly, if they do so. them, if they do the Miz and him through some weird hoo ha, I wouldn't mind it so much. It would be silly. But I would like that. I, I like the fact that it would always be a throwback to NXT, the original NXT, when he was his uh, mentor or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I would like that. I would like that. Uh, a few other things I wanted to mention before we do wrap up uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, firstly, um, where is it? Where's my list? Uh, I've lost it all now. Where is it? Oh, yeah, of course. Ring of Honor wanted to run an event in Madison Square Garden, and it got pulled because WWE pulled their weight and said, nope, they're not doing that. Which is, and now Sinclair, who owned Ring of Honor, got very mad, and they're now threatening to, to sue. So keep an eye on that one, because I think that could be very interesting indeed. Because obviously no wrestling company has ever run Madison Square Garden, I don't think, other than WWE. That may be wrong, but you know, not a lot of them. Um, and also, apparently, WWE is also considering a 2019 network special centered around talent who are not under WWE contract. So that would basically be like all in, 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 in one sense. So that would be fascinating to see how that comes across. On the subject of all in, it is officially going to be aired on some form of streaming service. So you will be able to watch it. I also have very exciting news about all in soon. I'm not wrestling at it. Don't get too excited, but <laughs> I, I'll be able to talk to you about that soon. And the last thing is, is that WWE is also going to Australia to run the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which is huge, which is also a network special. So yeah, a lot. And also there was the whole WWE NXT UK announcement, which starts filming at the end of the month. Uh, they ran two shows at the Royal Albert Hall this week. I went to the one on Tuesday. It was very good. Everyone there was amazing. Um, so yeah, a lot going on in the world of wrestling. Right? Yeah, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Family. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mustache Mountain beating uh, beating Undisputed Era was just absolutely insane. So yeah, crazy. Well, you were there. What, I was there. Is that the one that you were? Yeah, I was there, man. The reaction oh, man. was otherworldly, otherworldly. Like it was, oh, ah, oh, it was amazing. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, and like I said, before we do wrap up, I just want to thank everybody for their support and nice words about my single, my first ever singles match. Uh, like I say, in Defiant Wrestling. To celebrate it, I also got some merchandise done because why wouldn't I? And you can go, uh, you can go check that out at simonmiller.bigcartel.com if you would like. Obviously, don't you, know, you just check it out if nothing else. But you know, everyone kept telling me to get some merchandise done, so I thought, screw it, I'm gonna get it done, and I did. And if I said that it was an homage to Stone Cold Steve Austin's watch shirt, maybe with a Y logo on it, you wouldn't be out of the realms of what I've actually done because that's exactly what I've done. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the week in wrestling. Uh, Pedro, is there anything else you want to touch upon before we wrap up? No, man. I think that we covered everything that happened this week. Uh, and, man, excited for what happens next the next few weeks uh, before Extreme Rules. What's your and opinion? I'm super interested in what's uh, what in NXT right now. So, Oh, yeah. yeah NXT smashing it again. What's your opinion on All In before we do wrap up? Man, uh, I... I I don't know, man. I'm super excited of uh, because I'm super fan of Cody Rhodes and what he's doing right now. Uh, I think this is a big step 
for indies, uh, not indies, yeah, yeah, let's call it like that. Yeah, it's super a big step for indies, indie promotions. Uh, again, this wouldn't happen 15, 20 years ago. Uh, so not knowing that they're gonna like stream it and everything, uh, I think that this could be, uh, like you said, this could be the WrestleMania of the indies. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it gets that much traction in such a good show that, yeah. yeah, people just want to see it again next year. I would love that. I think that would be... They they haven't they haven't confirmed any match, right? Uh, no, not at the moment. I think they confirmed some more talent <laughs> this week, but at the moment we still do it. We don't know, which is amazing. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. So, yeah. Interesting in that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited about that. Well, Pedro, look, I want to thank you very much uh, uh, for your time and for your support and your patronage and all of that stuff. It means the world to me. And yeah, so thanks for coming on the show as well, dude. I love chatting to, to, to you guys and the community around all of this is great. And yeah, man, I just really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, any, any, anytime, anytime. We'll have to do it again and have a big conversation about Puerto Rico wrestling. You probably know everything about it. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. If you'd like to come on the Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, you can by visiting patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Again, thank you so much for all the support that I already get on there. It blows my mind. And even if you could throw a dollar my way, that'd be awesome too. We're going to up on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. I'm on Twitter at Simon316. Also, bizarrely, I've never done this before, but please go follow me on Instagram at Simon316 because I found out if you get to a certain number of followers, you can start doing really cool stuff with Instagram. And now I want to do it. Um, also, Join the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just search for that on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us a review. And yeah, simonmiller.bigcartel.com if you'd like some Simon Miller merchandise. What a ridiculous thing to say, but I'm proud and happy that I can. Uh, Pedro, would you want to give out any any plugs or anything like that before we wrap up? No, man. Uh, again, thank you very much for having me. And uh, it was a good talk. Man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Well, again, thank you to Pedro. Thank you to everyone listening this week. Uh, hopefully we'll be back later in the week to do a Q&A episode. This week may be a little nuts just because, like I say, driving back from Newcastle on, on Monday kind of ruined my week. But I will do my best. I promise to get something up soon or we'll make it up next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading me. And I will talk to you again very soon. Yeah.